We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. Hello, I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood-Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And this is Pastor Jolly John McComsky coming to you from the cool weather of Northfield, Minnesota. And, and this, this is Wrestling, wrestling with the Basics. With the basics. Um, Matt, you know, I, I don't want to impose my own personal opinions on the listeners of Wrestling with the Basics. Surely okay. not. Uh, I mean, outside of what is clearly taught in the scripture, people are free to make whatever choices they make. But often people will come up to me on the street, Matt, and they'll ask me, Pastor John, why is it that you don't eat broccoli? So I thought maybe I could address that because to me it is it is a moral issue, Matt. Um, see, I, I picture this broccoli and it's out there in the field and it's just minding its own business. It, it doesn't harm anybody, right? It doesn't hurt anyone. Uh, do no harm, the broccoli uh, 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 motto is. Um, isn't, that, isn't that the broccoli motto, do no harm? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, something like that, John. Something like that. And, <laughs> and you know, the, the poor broccoli is just out there thinking about its future, uh, looking forward to having babies and, and, and getting old and retiring. And, and we go in, even before it goes to seed, even before it goes to seed, Matt, we come and we chop it off and we take it and we eat it. And and I don't know. It just seems cruel to me. I'm sorry. I, like I said, I don't want to impose my view on anyone else. Well, when you put it that way, John. What's that, Matt? When you put it that way, John, I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that, now we're learning. I don't know. Have you seen all of these articles on the on the Google, as the kids call it? That, that, that apparently <laughs> vegetables and fruit, they actually scream, they, 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 they yell whenever they're cut and stuff. They send out this, this, this chemical to all the other plants. Watch out. There's danger out there. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. That's, what the, that's what the Google's saying, huh? The Google, yeah. yeah. The kids <laughs> are all on the Google, you know. Uh, in fact, yeah, so you like when you go by a lawn that's freshly cut mm -hmm. and you know that smell? No, that's, that's the lawn crying out, warning the other lawns, huh? That's right. Watch out. They're going to come and cut you. <laughs> I don't know what, what it thinks the lawn's going to do. But anyway, that's, that's what science is teaching us now, Matt. And, of course, I've always believed that. So I'm glad to find that my opinions are confirmed. So now when, when, when people pass you on the street, now they don't need to ask. They know the reason why you don't eat broccoli. Right. You have satisfied their curiosity once and for all. Because it's been disturbing that people ask me all that all the time, and now they know. So, now surely, Matt, there must be something better than that. <laughs> Especially now that we might be on twice a week. I don't know if we've started that. Maybe they won't after they hear this episode. After that intro, we may be, we may be back to our normal Saturday morning slot. Yeah, yeah they may be. But, but that's the rumor anyway. We might, you might actually be hearing us not only on Saturday mornings, but Wednesday afternoons as well. Uh, so, so to redeem ourselves here, Matt, what, what do you have to talk about today? 
Well, I'm glad you asked, John. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to move on from broccoli to Jeremiah. So we've okay. we've talked about Jeremiah a little bit on wrestling with the basics already, and uh, Jeremiah yeah, it's kind is of the a theme this summer and now into the fall. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for that opportunity. It's it's a book that I've been taking a closer look at, and uh, sermons and ascension. And it's the longest book in the Bible, and it's uh, one that again I think this leaves us scratching our heads a little bit uh, as to what in the world is the Lord talking about here. We've had a lot of those from Jeremiah. Yes, we have. We've got the potter's house. We've got dirty underwear already and loincloths and all sorts of stuff. Uh, but today I want to go to one of the, well, I, not just one of, this is the most familiar passage in the whole book of Jeremiah. So it's, The most familiar passage yes. in the entire book? Yes, right. the entire book. Uh, so if someone knows a verse from Jeremiah, if they've committed anything from Jeremiah to memory, it's probably this verse. So we'll stop by, we'll start by just reading that verse. So it's, it's Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. All right. For I know the plan. Oh, yes. I do know this verse. Sing. Everyone knows. <laughs> Everyone knows this verse. <laughs> for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. You want me to keep reading, Matt, or is that enough? Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, this has been used for confirmation verses. This is used for, for graduation verses. Uh, we're, we're familiar with it. Uh, the plans that God has for good and not for evil. Welfare to give us a future and a hope. Beautiful verse. Yeah. Shalom. Shalom, it Oh, says. John. Yeah, yeah very good. Shalom. So yeah. I don't see the word shalom there in my English Bible. Where are you no. getting this word shalom from? Well, from the Hebrew. From yeah. the Hebrew. <laughs> So, and you know how I knew it was shalom because now my, my Bible has a footnote. It says, or peace. Okay. And as soon as it said peace, I knew that it was probably the Hebrew shalom. Very good. So we'll talk about shalom a little more. That, that's good. Right. So the, the word in the verse there, uh, plans for welfare, not for evil. So it's that welfare word in the English right. text here. So shalom and not for evil. Shalom. I think that's, that's really cool. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that some more. But... Um, for, for starters, I want to talk about the context of this verse, because I think so often yeah. we use it as a confirmation verse. We use it as a, something for graduation or, or some celebration, uh, and but we don't know the context in which it was first written. And that's pretty important. And, so, and I will admit that, Matt. I, I, I know the verse, but I have never really examined the context. Yeah, look, here we go. Um, there, uh, there was uh, this uh, the story, I don't know if you know this one, in, in 2018, um, there was this mail carrier, a mailman in Brooklyn, uh, New York, and he was fired because he failed to deliver over 17,000 pieces of mail. I don't know if you remember that or not, but it, it made the news. Uh, but this mail carrier got fired and he told investigators, uh, and, and here's his quote. Uh, he was, he said, I made sure to deliver the important mail. <laughs> those 17,000 pieces of mail weren't important. Uh, and I, I, my question is, where did he put all that stuff? But anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so my it was point, in his home, wasn't it? Didn't they just find it in his house? It, it, might, it was something really weird like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can look that up. 2018 Brooklyn, New York uh, mail carrier. Just Google that, speaking of Google, and you'll get the whole story. Um, but my point in telling that story is um, this verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, is part of a letter, uh, part of a letter. And it's an important letter. And this is one that was important enough to be delivered. Uh, it's a letter written by uh, Jeremiah and to a certain group of people. So let's uh, let's 
find out more. If you want to read verse one, John, for us. And, all right, all and the we, way back to the beginning of the yeah. chapter here. These are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders of the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. All right, thanks. So it, it finally happened. So for decades, yeah. for almost four decades, Jeremiah has been prophesying God's judgment upon his people. They've been disobedient. The Lord is disciplining them. He warned them again and again about sword and captivity. And and Jeremiah is right. So in, in uh, 597 BC, the Babylonians, they come in, they attack Jerusalem, they kill many of the people, but many, many others, they carry away into captivity, uh, into exile, uh, to Babylon. So that is who Jeremiah is writing to. Uh, so they are in to, exile at the moment that they're receiving this letter then? Yes. Yeah, so Jeremiah is not. No, he's back in Jerusalem. But right. many others, many of the other people of Judah are in exile. They're in uh, they're in Babylon now. Uh, so well, so how, how does that happen? How does Jeremiah not get taken to Babylon? Well, he, he doesn't. He just doesn't. And uh, in okay. fact, um, you know, he won't even uh, die in Babylon, Jeremiah. Uh, but many others get taken away. And, and the Babylonians, they take away the, the brightest and the best. They take away the, the good looking and the young and the intelligent and the healthy. They kind of pick and choose. Boy, thank God I wouldn't have to worry about <laughs> that. Thank you. Well, along with the broccoli, John would have been left behind in Jerusalem. Uh, That's right. None of those categories would have covered yeah. me. And neither intelligent or good looking. Yeah. So how did Jeremiah get left behind? We don't want this guy. Yeah, well, oh, you know, I, I think for Jeremiah, in Jeremiah's case, I think we just chalked up, well, it's, it's the Lord's will here. Um, yeah, but okay. others do. Others we know get carried away. So yeah. we know guys like Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. Uh, they were among those uh, youngest and brightest and best in uh, Judah, and they do get taken away into Babylon. And, and so that's kind of cool, Matt. So it's not like all the bad guys get sent off to Babylon like they used to send you to Australia. But no, we got bad guys and good guys. It's just indiscriminately they're being taken off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so, to, you know, to be left in Jerusalem, that wasn't necessarily a good thing either no, uh, because no. Jerusalem's destroyed. Uh, the walls are torn down. The, the temple is going to be destroyed. There's not much left. So to be left in Jerusalem isn't really the best of that's things either. Yeah. Uh, but back to the exiles. So that, that's who, who we're writing to here, uh, who Jeremiah is writing to. So to, to be an exile, what does that mean? How would you define it? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you doing this? Uh, yes, I am. Well, I, I was just, I, I mean, just. A simple definition, I would just say, is you're, you're, you're living somewhere you didn't choose to live. Yeah, right? there you go. You know, sure. you're, uh, you've been taken off as slaves and prisoners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been taken away somewhere you didn't choose to live. You know, I think uh, we have a I'm number of— an exile in Northfield. We're here because we want to be <laughs> here. By your own choosing. Now, if it was January in Northfield, yeah. Minnesota, then perhaps you would be an exile. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think today, too, we, we've here at Ascension, we minister to a number of refugees, and I think they're similar to re exiles. They uh, were displaced from their homeland. They were living in refugee camps that they didn't want to live in uh, and finally found refuge here in the United States. But uh, kind of that exile type feel to, to live somewhere where, where you don't want to live, right? where yep. you don't want to be. Well, well, and also I think a key uh, uh, part of exile is to be cast off from where you should be. 
Yeah. So it's not only that you're living someplace you don't want to be living, but you've also had to leave the place which is home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not home. That's another good way to yeah. put it. Your your lives here don't want to be, and it's not home. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what here here's some more of what the letter says. If you can read verses four through, uh, well, let's see, uh, four through seven. Okay. Um, thus says the Lord of hosts, and again, Lord with all four capitals, so Yahweh. Uh, thus says Yahweh of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat their produce. Oh, man, now my whole broccoli thing begins. To- <laughs> I'm sorry, John. All right, well, shoot. <laughs> Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For its welfare, you will find your welfare. For that, yeah. that I'm sorry. Well, that, that that's it? good. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. Okay. Yeah, so, so it's kind of interesting. So people that are in yeah. exile, they're in a place they don't want to be. It's not home. And yet, what is God's command for them to do while they're there? Live like it is home. Yeah, yeah. That's like the way we put it. Live, build your yeah. houses. Have families. Get yeah. married. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, keep... Settle get, down. Plant a garden. Exactly. And then yeah. in verse 7 in particular... Eat the broccoli. Eat the broccoli. Yeah, grow the broccoli. Eat the broccoli. And then verse 7 in particular says, but seek the welfare of the city where I've sent you into exile. Yeah. What's that word again, John? The welfare yeah. word? Is it, is it? Let me see. I'll look it up. It is. It's shalom. Shalom. It is. Yeah. So they're supposed to be seeking the shalom of what? The city yeah, the where shalom. I have sent you into exile. Isn't that something? Yeah. yeah, so to seek the shalom of the city where I've sent you into exile. So Babylon, they're supposed to seek the, the shalom of Babylon, uh, which yeah. is pretty remarkable. Um, yeah, where it's shalom, you will find your shalom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So while they're there, that's what they're supposed to be doing. Um, not just... You know, not you know, not not complaining, not whining, uh, but but actually serving and caring and seeking the shalom of the city. That's interesting. So uh, let's let's skip ahead to, to verses uh, ten and eleven. Uh, right. Yeah, and then here's words of promise. And again, this verse eleven, of course, is that famous verse. For thus says the Lord, and again, it's that that capital L O R D Yahweh. When seventy years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you. And I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for shalom and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Yeah. So so some beautiful promises there. So when 70 years are completed, uh, I will visit you, fulfill my promise, bring you back. So so this this exile isn't permanent, right? No. Um, no. It's, it's temporary. And, and God tells them that up front, you know, 70 years. Uh, and again, that promise that he has plans for them, the welfare for them, it's their shalom. Matt, uh, so, you know, I, I, I know I'm asking beyond what you've studied. Yeah, go ahead. But it, is, this, is this the official 70-year passage, or is that uh, found elsewhere in Scripture as well? Because I know that's the big deal, 70 years. That's, that's always the big uh, thing about the exile in Babylon. Yeah, this is, and it's at least one of them, right? Okay. Uh, but yeah, this is certainly what, in this case, that's what it's talking about. Yeah, yeah, 70 years. Um, and, you know, God is pretty specific here. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, 
I think the other thing that's important to recognize too is these words are being spoken not just to an individual, right? To know the plans that God has and the welfare and the shalom. It's spoken to a community. And I think that's interesting too. So that verse 11 spoken to a whole community of people. Um, so, so we're talking about shalom a couple of times. What is shalom? I mean, it's not just, it's not just peace in terms of the absence of trouble or, or bad stuff, but shalom means something else. It means, um, to restore what's been broken, to bring restoration, uh, to bring healing. Uh, and, and we know who ultimately brings that right. Lord, you'll write John with the, the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, right. that he's right. the one who gives us that true shalom, that healing and restoration. Right. So it's not necessarily that there won't be struggles and there won't be trials. Uh, in fact, it almost assumes that there will be those things, but yet in the midst of those, you can still have peace. You can still yeah. have shalom. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so important today, you know, in the midst of pandemic and this COVID-19, it's, in some ways we feel a little like exiles, right? We didn't choose to live here. <laughs> we didn't choose to live, you know, sequestered in our homes. We don't want to live that way. Uh, we don't want to live socially distanced and have to wear a mask. In some ways we feel almost like, uh, again, COVID exiles. Uh, but yet, like you said, John, uh, that promise that God gives to the whole community, right? Especially to those who are in him, uh, that he knows the plans he has for us, plans for shalom, for welfare, uh, even in the midst of trouble, even in the midst of, of a pandemic. Uh, we have that that same promise of God's shalom and restoration and peace. And again, ultimately, in Jesus Christ, uh, for us as Christians. Um. Yeah, the, the other thing I think that's kind of interesting, too, uh, again, going back to verse 7, to seek the shalom of the the city, the city yes. in particular. I think that's interesting. So, you know, this is, he's kind of speaking here, in, in the case of Babylon, he's speaking to uh, urban exiles in a way. They're in the city of Babylon. The, Babylon was the world power at the time, and to seek the welfare specifically of, of the city. Um, and, you know, granted, uh you know, you're going to find sinners anywhere, you know, whether it's urban or rural or suburban, whatever the population is. But but thinking about today, I think that that in many ways uh, the city uh, is hurting. <laughs> um, most of the world is urban today. Um, about half the world's population lives in cities in the next 50 years. It's projected it's going to be more like 80 percent of the world's population is going to be in cities uh, and yet cities are those places where there's there seems to be violence and unrest and high murder rates and homelessness and all those other things. So I, I think that's interesting just to note that uh, for Jeremiah, as he writes this letter, he's, he and the, the Lord speaking through him says, specifically seek the shalom of, of the city. Uh, and for us, too, I think, um, you know, for us... Uh, to seek the shalom of, of the city too, uh, even today. Uh, we, if we don't live in a city, we certainly see the unrest in cities on TV. Uh, and there's a lot of shalom that's needed. Um, yeah. So for, for the exiles though in Babylon, I think, uh, they, they had to be kind of shocked when they heard that, uh, they were probably living in some sort of Jewish ghetto type setting. They're probably living together, right. As a cultural group. Um, and, and again, uh, God says, seek the shalom of the city. Um, and again, this is a foreign city, but I think it, it it recognizes that, you know, ultimately it's not the Babylonians that brought them there into to, to exile in Babylon and to that city, 
But ultimately, it was God who did it. God sent them there. God was the one working through the Babylonians. And so really, they're not just exiles in the city there. They're also they're missionaries in the city. They're to seek the welfare, the shalom of the city. And I, I think that's that kind of changes perspective then when we look at it that way. They're not just exiles. They're missionaries. And, and well, for us today, too, that, that we can be missionaries in that sense, wherever God's placed us. So, so I mean, so that's what it clearly says in verse 4, to all the exiles whom I yes. have sent into exile from Jerusalem yes. to Babylon. And I think also the fact not only that Babylon is, is the city, but, but it's usually the city that is identified with what is evil and what is wicked. Yes. Um, and, and I think we kind of do that today, too. It seems like, as you said, uh, the cities are the center of where there's a lot of drugs and violence. And, and uh, you know, those of us who live in more rural or small towns, we're kind of glad we don't have all the big problems of the big city. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're right, Matt. That's the striking thing. So what is our response to be of that? Are we supposed to be, uh, like we talked about last week, are we supposed to leave those things and go off and join a monastery or be a yep. hermit? Yep. Uh, no, no, even in the midst of our enemies here, which is what Jesus taught, right? What do you say? What do you do to your enemies? You love your enemies. That's what you do. Yeah. So even as you're in exile, you should be doing everything you can to help this city around you. A city, by the way, that will end up being destroyed, too. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. But at this point, you should do everything you can to help the uh, prosperity, the welfare, the shalom of that city. That's probably a good thing for all of us to remember when we're in difficult situations. Our, our job is to try to bring shalom into that difficult place, even if the people around us don't necessarily deserve. Oh, exactly. That. Yeah. And I think, again, in a city context, you know, it's 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 being a good neighbor. It's it's things like caring for the refugee, uh, providing safe schools for children to learn, uh, just saying hi to people you know, that you pass by, uh, praying for law enforcement officers and all they have to deal with as they serve. It's all those things. But still, I think, you know, we can do all those things as Christians. And that's that's wonderful. Uh, and showing love for neighbor uh, and acts of mercy. But, you know, still it can fail in bringing true shalom to the city uh, because, you know, just on their own acts of kindness, they're not going to bring really, truly enduring peace and healing. There's only that real shalom that comes through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. That's it. And until the city knows of Jesus Christ uh, and him crucified and risen, you know, the one who came to bring shalom between us and God, uh, you can't truly have it. You know, it's for those who believe in Jesus Christ, they have shalom, right? Uh, to know Jesus really means to know shalom. So yeah, to, to show love, to show mercy, to care for our neighbor, but boy, in doing that to also uh, share Christ. I mean, there is no true lasting eternal shalom uh, without him. And, and why that's important, Matt, is because I'm sorry, you're probably not going to stop a lot of the violence, a lot of the wickedness and evil that's going on in the city, that, that you're just not going to stop that. You're not going to change that. And, and as much as we rural people like to think, oh, we live in the peace and quiet of the, no, the rural cities have their problems. Oh, yeah. They have their yep. issues. And, and, and there's sinners there, too, and people doing mean and nasty things to others. So that's not going to change. But But you're right. Uh, the love that comes from God and Jesus Christ, that is changeless. And that's why it's important that we have that and we share that with other people and then make that a part of our lives, too. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Yeah. And there's this one final thought, John. The, uh, the, for the people of Israel, uh, Babylon, exile, that, that wasn't the end. That wasn't the end. No. Uh, and 
excuse me, in our exile, whatever that looks like for us, uh, you know, whether it be COVID or, or, or something else, or maybe just living in this sinful world, right? Uh, it's not the end for us. Exile, it's, just, it's not something that's permanent. This is an interim. Uh, that final and full shalom is going to come for us uh, when Christ returns to make all things new. And then wherever we're from, rural, suburban, urban, doesn't matter, uh, we'll be welcomed into that greater city, that city of, of Zion, that heavenly Jerusalem, uh, where we'll have that lasting shalom, that full shalom uh, for all eternity. So, Matt, do we have more? Is there more, Jeremiah? Well, I, I'm happy to talk about more about Jeremiah. Right. It's, a, it's the longest book in the Bible, after all. So there is plenty to talk about. So, uh, wow. yeah, you so, let me know, John. We'll we'll talk off air, figure out what we're going to do. and uh, <laughs> But I, I'm happy to talk more about Jeremiah. All right. So this has been Wrestling, wrestling with, with the Basics. The basics.